This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Two people have died as a result of an EF-1 tornado that hit the state of Alabama Tuesday night to Wednesday morning. This particular twister landed in the unincorporated area of the Flatwood community in Montgomery County on Wednesday morning. An adult and child were killed after a tree fell on a home that they were in. Downed trees and power lines, as well as trees falling on homes, occurred multiple times in that area. Reports of damage are also coming from Greene County in the town of Utah, An apartment complex had its roof removed by the severe winds. However, no injuries or death have been reported. Governor Kay Ivey signs on to a letter with 20 other governors that is calling on the Biden administration to withdraw the COVID-19 vaccine mandate from among military members of the U.S. Armed Forces. In the letter, the governors say the vaccine mandate is a national security threat that affects military readiness both here at home and abroad. The governors say that the continued mandate is affecting the ranks in the military in two ways. It's causing many to leave the military and not sign up for further contracts, as well as the recruitment numbers of young people into the military has now plummeted. Other southern state governors who signed on to this letter are Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Florida, Texas, and Virginia. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp did not sign the letter. Neither did the governor of Louisiana, who happens to be a Democrat. The Alabama Attorney General is now suing the Alabama Ethics Commission over a practice to not disclose exculpatory information to those who are responding to a complaint filed against them with the Ethics Commission. AG Steve Marshall filed the lawsuit in a Montgomery County Circuit Court claiming that this practice directly interferes with the duties of the Attorney General's office. In that lawsuit, it says that the advisory opinion which implements the practice has a significant negative effect on the AG's office to conduct sufficient discovery into a complaint since the commission is also withholding exculpatory information regarding the person being investigated. Marshall's office is asking the courts to declare the advisory opinion null and void. Executive Director of the Ethics Commission, Tom Albritton, says he believes the policy is legally correct and accurately reflects existing case law on the issue. Albritton says the commission is bound by precedent. The numbers are now out regarding the long Thanksgiving weekend when it comes to traffic and traffic crashes. Alabama state troopers responded to eight traffic fatalities over the weekend, with that weekend starting on Wednesday afternoon and ending Sunday night. The number is up by one fatality compared to last year's. The fatalities occurred in Cleburne, Dallas, Elmore, Lee, Mobile, and Pike counties. Four of the seven victims in these crashes were in vehicles but not wearing a seatbelt. One fatality involved a motorcycle driver. And when it comes to Black Friday revenues for retail businesses, the National Retail Federation is predicting that the numbers will come in at 7% higher than the sales from 2021. The factors of employment, wages, consumer confidence, disposable income, and consumer credit were all part of the NRF forecast. 2020 saw a 9.3% growth in holiday sales, and 2021 came in at 13.5%. Inflation has prompted many retailers to start their sales weeks earlier, far earlier than Black Friday. The NRF says about 60% of purchases took place before November due to the deals that were put out there by retailers, especially the deals online. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. 
In national news, on Wednesday, House Democrats voted for a new minority leader to replace outgoing Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. The Democrats elected New York Congressman Hakeem Jeffries to take that leadership position for the party caucus. The Republican National Committee has immediately put out the most recent public statements made by Jeffries that are related to the 2016 election of Donald Trump. The RNC posted tweets from Jeffries as recent as 2019 in which he said a cloud of illegitimacy hangs over the Trump administration and grows stronger by the day. Breitbart News is reporting nine different times that Jeffries has questioned U.S. elections and in particular related to the presidency of Donald Trump. On the other side of the aisle, the Republican Liberty Caucus has officially endorsed Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs to take the position of Speaker of the House. This adds more opposition to California Congressman Kevin McCarthy, who is seeking to become the next speaker. Biggs was even asked by C-SPAN on Wednesday about this new development, and Biggs says that he now has at least 20 fixed votes within the Republican caucus of those who refuse to endorse or vote for McCarthy. The Republican Liberty Caucus said that one of the reasons for their opposition to McCarthy is the fact that he used corrupt FTX campaign money to stop or hinder any Trump-supporting candidate who was running in a race in order to protect the uniparty establishment in D.C. The U.S. House also voted and passed a bill today that would force the railway unions to accept the recent labor deal that was crafted by the U.S. Labor Department and certain union leaders, but not approved by all. The Democrats claim that their actions are justified in order to prevent a catastrophic strike that would affect nearly every family in the U.S., The bill that the Democrats voted on utilized a 1926 law allowing Congress to intervene in matters that disrupt the U.S. economy. Alabama Congressman Jerry Carl put out a statement immediately upon this vote saying that he did not vote in favor of the bill despite it being passed by the Democrat-controlled House. Carl says he's not supporting the enforcement of this tentative agreement because it's not the job of Congress to bail out President Biden after he has failed to negotiate a more acceptable deal with the railroad unions. Carl says the last thing that the country needs is for Congress to get involved in private businesses by picking winners and losers. One union leader, Michael Lindsay, spoke with Business Insider, calling the move from Congress a blatant betrayal. The bill now heads to the U.S. Senate. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell is indicating another interest rate increase could happen before the end of December. Powell was speaking to the Brookings Institute this week when the subject came up. Powell said the fight against inflation has been largely inadequate and there is a long ways to go in restoring price stability. Powell says interest rate hikes will continue in order to get a handle on this inflation. CNN employees are going to get some coal in their stockings earlier than just Christmas Day. The new CEO, Chris Licht, says he's going to implement a new programming strategy to help the company rebound, which translated means layoffs. In fact, the layoffs have already started with the company notifying their paid contributors and certain staff that they're done. Lick made a statement that it's going to be a difficult time for everyone and that those losing their jobs will either get an in-person meeting or be told by Zoom, depending on their location. Chinese residents continue to protest their communist leaders for authoritarian measures taken regarding COVID-19. And in response, the communist government has sent in police in hazmat suits to take on the large crowds. They've also even put tanks in certain areas in certain cities. The CCP revoked the COVID-19 passport status of the dissidents from their smartphones, which means they cannot effectively return to their own homes or travel within the city. Now, while this is happening, Apple tech company is apparently helping the communist leadership in China 
by placing new updates on cell phones in China that limit what the protesters can do. Here is the co-founder of PayPal, David Sachs, talking about this issue on Fox News. It, it is pretty shocking because the way that it was done, Tucker, was they had a, an update. It was like 16.1.1 or something like that. And they didn't say, normally what they do is when they do an update, they put in the, the release notes what they're changing. And they said in the release notes they were changing, you know, doing bug fixes and so on. They didn't mention that they were limiting the use of this airdrop feature. Normally, Apple is very proud of their releases and they're eager to tell yes. consumers what it is that they're doing. But in this case, for some reason, they didn't mention it. And you have to wonder why. Sachs also exposed Apple, Amazon, Google and Facebook for working in concert with the U.S. government to censor Americans here at home as well. You know, what Apple is doing in China is not that different from what Apple is doing in the U.S. They are willing to engage in censorship on a global basis on behalf of their true paymasters. And by paymasters, I don't mean consumers. Apple has them completely locked up. What I mean is the party in power, whether that's in Beijing or Washington. This is the quid pro quo that uh, MAGA Democrats have made. Of course, by MAGA Democrats, I'm referring to Microsoft, Apple, Google, and Amazon. Uh, they have yes. the most lucrative monopolies in history and want to continue minting money undisturbed. And in exchange for that, they will donate lavishly to the Democratic Party, and they're willing to kneecap their political opponents with censorship if that's what the party in power requires. Oh, and here's what Apple CEO Tim Cook said about China back in 2017. China's done an unbelievable job of lifting people out of poverty. They've done an incredible job, I mean, far beyond uh, what any country has done. We were talking about 19, mid-90s to today. The biggest change is the number of people that have been pulled out of poverty by far. And we should all applaud that. And we should all feel good about it. And so there are, in, in the environmental leadership today, is very clear, and it aligns completely with Apple's values. The, the Chinese uh, uh, the Ch environmental leadership, yes, government. Yes, mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they're very fixated on, on uh, doing the right things to avert climate change. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he talks about China imploding. If you didn't hear it, that what really sparked the true protests that we're seeing, the ones that, that are, you know, have thousands of people in the street calling for political change, was a deadly fire in the city of Urumqi, the capital of northwest China's Xinjiang region. I'm looking at a story here from Channel News Asia, dated today. Um, it says that was the catalyst for the public anger, with many blaming the COVID-19 lockdowns for hampering the rescue efforts. You think? I mean, the people were chained in their apartment building because of a 100-day straight civil lockdown. People weren't allowed to leave their homes, and they're chained in. So what are you supposed to do when the building catches fire? You're not even allowed to leave to get groceries or go to work. You can't go check on your elderly grandma. You can't, you can't go outside and get some fresh air. None of it. Because if you do you're considered a violator. Well, protesters, it says, have been using these calls for greater freedoms with or these rallies for calls for greater freedom with even some demanding the resignation of President Xi, who recently appointed himself to a historic third term as China's leader. Large crowds gathered Sunday in Beijing and Shanghai. They clashed with police. The BBC said one of its journalists had been arrested and beaten by police. So, a beat, so foreign journalists, those that are there, are at great risk because the Chinese government doesn't want the word getting out. 
And so if they're already in country, if they're like a foreign correspondent embedded in China and they go to report in the streets, they run the risk of getting detained, getting beaten like the guy from BBC did. Uh, President Joe Biden, though, what were his comments? Well, um, it's said that he's monitoring the unrest closely. Okay. You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of the daily detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about the daily detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again tomorrow. And I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 